0: I assure you that a lot of people you're trying to sell to get very overwhelmed when they have too many CTAs. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, so in this episode, you'll be hearing one of our favorite and most actionable talks from past conferences. Here we go.
1: So fantastic morning. We're going to close out this morning session with another panel, actually. And first, what I'm going to do is tell you that they all have something in common and it has to do with music. That's the one fun fact. Number two, the three panelists who will be coming up, they all are prolific dance or mom or dad dance moms. They would call them dance moms and dance dads. I didn't know what that meant, but anybody know what a dance mom and a dance dad is? Raise your hand. Oh, most people don't know what that is either. Fantastic, I don't, I don't feel special then. So these parents are actually required to perform, not required, but they volunteer with their children to help out in a dance recital of some sort for the children that are inside of a dance program. So interestingly enough, all the panelists actually are either a dance dad or a dance mom. However, our moderator, who's a very good friend of mine, Mr. Bob Perkins, he actually was once known for playing in a rock and roll band. So uh, I'm actually excited, do me a favor please, And help me welcome, just one second, let me read off all the names, Mr. Bob Perkins. He is the founder and chairman of the AAISP, the Association of Inside Sales Professionals. We're going to have Katie Cantel, the director of sales at Showpad, Randy Frisch, the co-founder, CMO, and president of Uberflip, and Mr. Tyler Lessard, the VP of marketing at Vidyard. Help me put your hands together and welcome them to the stage.
2: All right, how's everybody doing so far? Good event? Do you like the theme of personalization? Who likes that theme? Well, what about this? KPIs, metrics, call reports, artificial intelligence, six to 10 technologies and tools that each SDR inside sales rep has to use. But the problem? Research indicates quotas are going down. Achievement against quota is going down. So what's up? Sales acceleration, we're moving too fast maybe. So have we, have we, as a sales leadership community and marketing, have we substituted speed for personal? So we're going to talk about that today. Thanks for joining us. And let's start with what is the landscape today? What do you think it looks like? Are we moving 100 miles an hour too fast, right? Katie, we'll, we'll start with you.
3: Yeah, I think that, you know, as sales and marketing professionals, we're all trying to get a few more hours back in our day. I've worked with large sales teams at big companies and small sales teams at small companies, and it's a consistent theme of that frequency model, right? We want to get as front as in front of as many people as possible with as relevant a message as we can possibly get.
0: Randy. Yeah, I, I think it's just an evolution. We've seen it with every medium over the years, right? You know, you go back, let's not go back to the telegram, but you know, email you know, it got to a point where it got stale and we injected ways to to make it more genuine, right? Same thing happened with foam before that. Now with inside sales teams, we're at this challenge where, I mean, a lot of us are, are marketers here or salespeople being sold to, you know, we're getting inundated with requests. So I, I think your, your point about, are we running really quickly? Yeah, because we're trying to stand out, right? We we realize we have to personalize and and that's Now, really what this is all about here at Flip My Funnel. Tyler?
4: Yeah, and I think um, a lot of the technology has become a victim of its own success, I think, is the challenge, right? It happened with marketing automation, where it became way too easy for all of us to inundate our audiences with email campaigns and ads, and it's hard to stand out, right? Same thing is happening now in sales, where we've democratized data, we've democratized the tools, and everybody has access to it, and it makes it almost too easy to go out and prospect. And so we're sort of now at that point where we have to figure out how do we compete in that world? And as marketers, we started to do new things. I think as sales teams, we have to think along those same lines of how am I going to stand out? And it's not the data and the tools. To me, it's this last mile challenge of how do I stand out from the crowd and uh, personalize the experience?
2: It's a really good point. The opening keynote this morning, Todd on stage here talking about how do you personalize? How do you put the human back in. Somebody asked me, will sales bots replace humans? It's already happening today, right? It really is. AI is replacing what we do. But I believe this profession of sales, call it, call it inside sales, digital sales, field sales, we're going to keep growing. It, it excites me. But have we left the human to the side? Do we need to bring the human element back in? So I'd like to ask the three of you, what does rehumanizing the s- selling Game the selling process. What do you, What does that look like to you? And Tyler will uh, start with you.
4: Sure. So I think you know we all hear the the notion of, of personalization, and I think personalization is is part data and understanding. Okay, what are they interested in? What's the right time? What should my message be? But I think the the real magic comes when you take the the person and the personal part of it, and that's really what, what humanizing is about. To me, it's it's humanizing um, yourself and building a relationship. Like sales, good sales reps have always been um, good at. And that's tough to do over, you know, text-based communications and, and voicemails. Um, so I think part of it is humanizing your outreach and your, uh, your expression as a sales rep. So, of course, things like video and others are helping us do that. Um, but I think it's more than just humanizing ourselves. I think it's about establishing a more, a more personal and human conversation that is, is emotion-driven as much as it is rational. And I think a lot of sales teams have have gone the other way where it's, you know, it's a very rational fact-based conversation as opposed to trying to establish more personal rapport.
2: I love the comment you made about video. I'd like to ask the audience by a show of hands, how many of your salespeople are using video, two-way video to put the human face-to-face back in? How many? A lot better than a few years ago. It's It's a great piece. Randy, what does rehumanize mean to you?
0: Yeah, absolutely, I, I think the goal that a lot of us want to do is is we want to break through, right? And I have a soft spot for sales outreach because I have a sales team. You know that even though I'm overseeing marketing, I I need my sales team to to execute on on a lot of the programs that we're doing. So I have a soft spot. I'll answer my phone at my desk. I'll check all my emails. You know, I, I want to find the stuff that's going to break through because I admire that. But I think too many of us have fallen into this trap where. We're just going to follow the cadence that's been set up, right? Like, yeah. and there's great solutions out there. I mean, there's, there's great solutions like sales loft, right? They really help, uh, you know, with things like that, but that doesn't, you know, just because we have software doesn't remove the responsibility of those sales reps to think creatively, right? And, and think outside the box and manipulate what those paths are, right? And I think sometimes what ends up happening furthermore is my kids, we were talking about kids. One of my kids' favorite games is broken telephone, right? Like they love playing broken telephone. It's so much fun. My oldest is like 11. He usually starts. And by the time it gets to the six-year-old, we're like, what the fuck was it that you said? Um And, and it's cute. It's cute. But the same thing often happens in our sales team sometimes, right? Like, you know, maybe you have an SDR manager who comes up with some really good copy for a cadence, you know, and people start iterating on that. And all of a sudden you have, you know, this last BDR who's iterated three times on the original version. And it's like, what are we selling? Right. It's that same point. And and that's kind of the flip side, right? Like we need to personalize, but we need control. Mm. So I think it's, you know, to me, the, the idea of personalization really should be owned by marketing. To help set parameters for what that looks like and the other part of that is is enabling with technology that's going to allow this to scale but keep some of those controls in place
2: you mentioned marketing so katie same question what does rehumanize mean to you but i'm going to add a a little twist to it is abm helping us rehumanize
3: yeah. I, well, first of all, I'd like to just say I wish my kids were playing broken telephone and not Fortnite 7. So, <laughs> But yeah, I, I'd like to go back to the first part of the question because I don't think that there will ever, we'll ever live in a world where we won't need that human touch of the salesperson. I think that that, that, inter, that human interaction and relationship building, there will always be a need for that. And I think where we can enable that further with technology is just as we are inundating our our customers with information, our salespeople are also inundated with information and it's very difficult for them to weed through, right? Like what message to use at which point of this, of this deal cycle or the buyer journey. And, um, I think we, you know, we, we can try to do a better job of equipping them so that they can have conversations that are real and human and, and can delight the customer and the buyer.
2: So... No algorithm can replace the human touch?
3: I think that there are lots of algorithms that can support the human touch. But okay. I think at the end of the day, especially in certain industries, that's not, we're never going to be able to be in, um, completely free of the human element in, in sales, nor, nor should we, in that's my great. opinion. That's good. All right,
2: we're going to get tactical, right? So I'm going to ask the three of you specific tips, one or two, share with the audience that they can take back and talk to their selling teams or marketing teams about personalization, humanization.
4: All right, wonderful. So um, I'm, you know, video is near and dear to my heart. For those of you who don't know, we, we're, we're a video technology company, but the big thing that happened in our business, um, you know, we had always focused on the marketing side of the, the organization. And we started empowering our own sales team a couple of years ago um, with, with video as a, as a tool for outreach, right? Not, not like video conferencing, but the ability to easily record and send video messages so they could put their personalities on camera and into those people's inboxes. And, you know, the the, the product worked so well for them, we ended up, you know, uh, commercializing it. But what happened through, you know, that experience was, I think, a real appreciation for the power of, you know, what makes, I think, great sales reps, great sales reps. And it's that personality, it's that authenticity, it's their ability, again, to connect on a more emotional level. So I think, you know, for, for all of you, uh, you know, while I think marketing needs to have a, a, a I'll, I'll play contrary in a little bit to you, Randy, which is I think marketing certainly has a role to play in, you know, putting around the, the guidelines and ideas for messaging. But I honestly think we need to give good sales reps more leeway to create content, to reach out in clever ways and to do interesting things. And, and just the example, I, I have my prop here, which is, you know, how many of you have received, uh, you know, video messages where somebody's got the whiteboard up and they're saying hi to you, right? a good number of people in here. This is a you know, pretty tight-knit group. But you know the idea here is, as a human, I'm recording a video. So if I'm prospecting somebody at Dell, I, I hit record, and I do this in my camera, and then I have a 60-second message that I send in the email. And the reason I'm doing this is, A, they're seeing my face rather than just text-based yeah. content, and they're seeing their company name, and they know this isn't a templated spray-and-pray. So there's an immediate visual acuity to value here of both this person's put themselves on camera and they've done something just for me, but now it gives me the opportunity to to let my personality out.
2: I got the tip. Do something just for me. Do something for that prospect that's personal. Right. And if
4: I was prospecting Randy, it would say like this. And if I worked at Showpad, I would have one just like this with my company logo right in the corner there. So you can take this
0: home with
3: you, Thank Katie, you afterwards. Awesome. I was teasing him about his props. I didn't know I was going to get one. I know. We were,
0: <laughs> we were both really annoyed that we weren't warned that we could bring a prop. Yeah. <laughs> what would you have brought? I don't know.
3: Well, now I get that I one, know. so I'm, I'm fine. Well,
2: you guys can dance. You do dance, right? Kid. All right. So, Kid. Randy, a tactical tip for the audience.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
3: I, you know,
0: I, I think... One of the things that we were talking about earlier was this idea of the emails that are sent out, and I think a lot of you know, email is still a really effective tool. You know, with Vidyard, you can see the way that you can still break through. But I think that you know, a lot of a lot of people do get very reliant on the templates that they have, Mm -hmm. and it's very obvious to me when someone is sending one of those templates to me and when they haven't personalized. I actually find it funny sometimes that they've. Adopted a solution like a sales offer, or an outreach or something like that. And it's the exact same email that three people in my organization got. I'm like, why aren't you just using your marketing automation in that case and you know sending it from that name? So what we have to remember is, you know, a lot of us here, I think, are selling B2B, but the same people we're selling to are consumers, right? Like we go, like if you know, just out of curiosity, here, who here uses like Spotify or Apple Music or something like that, right? Yeah. Okay, like everyone. The coolest thing about that app to me is that if every one of you opened it up right now and went into like the daily mix or whatever they call that, that for you, the first song will almost be different for everyone in this room. It's so cool. Like if you look at Spotify, they actually manage to increase the number of artists that we all listen to by almost 50% in three years, just by putting the right content in front of the right people and, and making suggestions. That to me is what we have to do as marketers, right? We need to make our emails stand out, and the best way to do that is not necessarily music, but it's it's content, right? It's the different pieces of content that we put in front of people. You know, that's something that we observe a lot at at Uberflip. That's that's something that we work to empower through marketing onto sales is the ability that that the sales rep can go in and they can say, okay, these are the five to ten pieces of content that my account needs right now. So you saw Sangram present that example in his keynote this morning where he he explained this idea develop streams of content that are personalized for your account mm-hmm. because people are only going to look at the email for what 10 seconds? If we can get them to click on that link, yeah. then we drop them into this infinite scroll of content.
2: So this is good. So I got a paraphrase for your tip here. But Tyler was make it about them. Yours is tank the te- template
0: tank it, throw it out, right? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's take this idea of, of the experiences that we have on Spotify, on Netflix, on Amazon and mirror those in terms of what we put in front of our audiences from a content perspective. Good. All right, tip for the audience.
3: Um, I think that there is, you know, I'm gonna echo a lot of what you just said, but I think that there is a real place for marketing's role in equipping, especially those entry-level younger sales teams, the SDRs, the BDRs, because I think that's where we can we can kind of fall in that personalization trap. And I know Tyler, this is a pet peeve of yours where we, we all get the email where they're like, oh, I see that you are, you know, you have you're a dance dad. You know, and you make some stupid, cheesy joke about that and nobody gets past that first line, right? So I think it's really important as marketers and as sales management that we are equipping those younger, more junior sales teams with relevant content and something that, that hooks and sort of steering them away from that, what's become sort of a punchline to, mm. to all of our jokes.
2: Yeah, good. That's a, that's a good point. Let's not forget everyone has certain needs and gaps. Give them content to help them. Right. All right. So we got one last question and everyone here, well, unless they're on vacation tomorrow, they're going to go back to their offices, right? And you're going to take some information from this conference to help you change, right? Improve, do something differently. So the final question is one thing that each person could do the minute they get into work tomorrow at 8 a.m. What would that one thing be that they could do that might Help them get a step closer to rehumanization. And we'll, we'll come back, uh, Tyler.
4: Well, I think I'm going to give two really quick things, okay? Yeah. So the, the, the first is, you know, when, when you look at the outreach, the templates, the, the messaging that your reps are using, test it back on yourself and ask them to test it on themselves as well, right? Which I love doing That's with our thing. team. And I'm like, would you actually respond to this? Or how does this make you feel? Don't just say, like, what do you learn from this? But ask them, like, how does it make you feel if you got something like this. So I think start with some self-reflection and see how that uh, makes you feel. And then, you know, the second piece, of course, and and I hate for this to be a shameless plug, but, you know, if you want to try using video as a way in your outreach, get the free version of GoVideo. You can, like, literally anybody can download it, start trying it. There's other free tools as well. But people can just start trying it and see, hey, am I getting responses from people now that I'm adding a video message to my email instead of otherwise? It's just, you
2: know, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but there's no harm in trying. I got to follow up with a with a video plug myself because video, to me, is the next best thing to being there in person. I'm glad you said it. I didn't it really want to is. say it, but that's beautiful. And we, we need <laughs> every hand
0: raised next year. All right, Randy, the one thing they can do. I was actually, you know, Tyler stole mine, so I'll continue off where Tyler left off, which is... You know, subscribe to those emails yourself, right? You know, see if you would open them, see if if you would know what to do next. And when I when I say do next, one of the things that I find terrible that we do with emails is I I call them the black and blue email, right? It's it's like half black text and half hyperlink, right? It's it's just like an email full of hyperlinks. It's you know, we're trying to create a choose your own adventure book, something like that. And and it's it's funny when we think about it, but I can tell you from a marketer's perspective, and we got, you got know, two, two marketers at heart up here, one of the things we always think is what is the one call to action that we want to put in there, right? If we put too many call to actions, people don't know what to do next. And I, and I assure you that a lot of people you're trying to sell to get very overwhelmed when they have too many CTAs. So think about what is the one thing you want them to do next. From there, you should link to some sort of experience that has that journey in it. But it's very hard to get someone to go back to their inbox to click that next link. By the time they're back, they've got what, twenty other emails.
2: Randy, I got a follow up here. So much mobile use, right? Have you heard of keep it in the pane? Keep it in the window pane. Yeah. Are you a
0: believer in that? Short? I I, I like two two to three lines maximum. Nice. Yeah, you know, with a call to action of where I want to take people to. Perfect. All right. Katie.
3: Well, one thing I really try to emphasize with all of my salespeople is to take a, take a beat in the morning, at 8 o'clock in the morning, and kind of scroll through who you're contacting and take a breath. Read. We have the tools to see what, what interactions we've had, what they've clicked into, um, how much time they've spent on certain pieces of collateral. Use that then to formulate your next conversation. And I think a lot of times when we're, you know, salespeople, boots on the ground, we have those tools available, but do we actually use them effectively to absorb the information to create that next conversation?
4: Good. Well, Thank you. And yeah, I just kind ahead. of a really quick yeah, comment yeah, yeah. on that, because I think the one thing that we didn't, you know, it wasn't really the intent of the session to, you know, talk about the, the goals of teams and things like that. But I think it's, you know, one of the tough things is when your goals are like activities, that's sort of anti-humanizing, right? It's like if you have if exactly. an activity goal of you need to do 150 activities today, you don't have time to humanize, right. right? Right. And so there's a whole other part of this of the how do you set the goals and expectations and cadence of your team to allow them to experiment and be human and take that time, right, which is a whole other conversation. So we'll leave that one.
2: Great. I think we're out of time. Well, thank you very much.